Welcome back to another episode of Bros Beard Sports. I'm Mills. I'm Cole. Together we're the Beards Bros. NFL free agency is officially upon us. Yes, it is. The NFL world has been blowing up the last couple days, you mm-hmm. know, and we were trying to move on from football talk a little bit, but there's there's no way we, with everything that's happened. We can't, can't we it. can't avoid it right now. So we got a loaded episode, tons of football talk coming at you guys this week. Um yeah, you know what? We're just going to dive right in. We're going to kick it off. Antonio Brown traded to the Raiders. Third and fifth round picks given up for him. All I got to say is uh, I, I give props to, to Gruden. I, I have criticized oh, he, Gruden. Oh, no, I, I did too. I have no, thought Gruden. he was a complete nutter moron. But this man, not only did he go out and he set the the going rate for wide receivers by getting a first for he then for uh what's yeah. his name for uh, uh Cooper Cooper he then made a trade that sev- seriously lowballed for Antonio Brown and got it for a way better receiver yeah. it's it's massive unreal. upgrade there for as good as Cooper is AB is a huge upgrade Cooper's also you know led the league in drops and stuff yeah no they yeah it, like AB is hands down better oh man he's a Gruden took him to the cleaners on this one he really did oh, and then so third and fifth round picks given up. Then he went on and signed him to a three-year, $50 million deal. Because your boy's getting paid. Yeah. Interesting thing, though, is uh, that puts his cap hit at, I believe, $4 million, $4.5 million less than Khalil Mack, the player they no, couldn't it, afford. It's $3.5 million less. 3 and a half less. Khalil yeah. Mack, I thought, it was at 23.5. All, all I know, I remember seeing on, on tweets that they were tweeting out that, that he was th- he was getting $3.5 million less Either way, per year. In in the football world, one mil is yeah. not that much. So yeah. either way, that much less than a player that they said they couldn't afford to pay. Which I still I I don't understand for the life of me how you can afford to pay AB that but not Cleo Mack. Yeah, I don't know. Also, because while I love AB and I think AB is one of the top five receivers in the NFL, um, Khalil Mack changes your entire defense. Well, yeah, look what he did with the Bears. Yeah. Well, I think the Bears already had a, a pretty right. decent defense. Right, no, I defense, know, but the but Bears' just, defense was capable of winning them more games than it yeah. probably would have been without him. Yeah. No, I just – he's such a transformative player. He transforms your entire defense. Yeah. Yeah, AB's a nice place that definitely – nice piece that helps your offense, but I don't think he transforms your offense nearly well, no, the way – the ball still has to get to him. Yeah. You know, that's well, the – that's the difference. Also, he he doesn't have Juju playing across from him. Oh, you're gonna go. You're gonna go with that. You're gonna go there. I mean, I okay. I think both Juju and AB have both benefited from each other. Yeah, but being on the same team, teams can't focus on one or the other so much. Yeah, but I I think it has helped AB that he has had good receivers around him throughout his whole career. He's had he's had like Martavius Bryant in his one year where he was really good. Like yeah, he, but AB has consistently had at least another big threat. Fair across from him, he's still consistently he's averaged over twelve hundred yards a season. Yeah, yeah. No, I think AB is amazing. I I, I feel I like think, that's a little that's discrediting him more than it should to say that. He's, well, to what, say what, that him I, not having Juju's good. I mean, obviously well, his production just, might suffer just because it's the Raiders' offense, which yeah. was not spectacular to begin with. But, but, but what, I, what I'm saying though is like, especially like last year, you couldn't just like you couldn't like triple team AB. Yeah, you could probably triple team him on some plays this next season with the Raiders. Yeah, it's way harder to get open versus triple teams. Well, right. I don't, but I don't think a. I think AB still alone is too talented to say that his performance is going to drop a ton. I think 
it's going to be uh, if it does drop at all, it's going to be very minimal in my opinion because that's just his talent level. I don't think Juju is what elevated AB. He was already at that level. He's been there forever. Yeah. And you can bring up the one year with Martavis Bryant, but what about the years without him? The year when he got his suspension. Well, yeah, but that he also had Emmanuel Sanders, and then after that he had uh, Marcus Wheaton was pretty decent. Yeah, but Sanders didn't home. really hit his stride until he got to Denver. He was still a thousand yard receiver in he Pittsburgh. Was, yeah, but he wasn't making AB better. AB is who I believe AB made all those guys better, not vice versa. Well, I I definitely think I, AB I'm, has helped all of them. My my only point is like you couldn't triple team AB. Yeah. You couldn't. It was even hard to double team AB at times because also you had like in the past you know three four years you've had a or you've had a. Le'Veon Bell in the backfield, so that's another threat where the safety has to come up and can't play as deep. So the talent around AB definitely helped AB. Yeah, but I think that's I just think that's too much of a discredit to him than it should be. My my, my point is not so much that I'm slighting AB. I'm slighting the Raiders. The Raiders have zero threats other than AB. Yeah, you you can literally spend your whole time game planning just for AB. Yeah. Like, you don't have to game plan for anybody but A.B. on that Raiders offense, where you, you still had to somewhat game plan for Big Ben because Big Ben rolls out of the pocket. So you have to game plan for that. You have to game plan for Le'Veon, you know. Yeah. Back when there was Martavius Bryant, you had to game plan for him going deep and taking the top off. You know, different receivers that they've had have done different things that you've had to game plan. You've had to take that into account. I don't see anybody on the Raiders that makes me go, oh, you have to game plan for that guy too. It's just A.B., so literally, offensive coordinators just have to go. How can I shut down AB? Fair, fair enough. I, I, I get what you're saying. I just, I don't know. To me, it sounded more of like a discredit to AB, but I get, I get what you're saying. I'm, It'll I'm, be interesting to yeah. see what the Raiders do there. What I want to talk about more is, uh, just the whole nature of how this deal happened. I mean, and Antonio Brown pretty much imposed his will yeah. on the Steelers to get sent somewhere else. He did. I mean. Come on, the Bills thing started and ended in like one hour. <laughs> that was hilarious, and, by the way. Yeah, yeah I know. That blew, my phone blew up about that. I'm like, oh, there we go. Here it's yeah. starting, and then it it's well, over like well, the next I, hour. I could I couldn't believe. Maybe my favorite ever tweet ever was when AB tweeted fake news. Fake news. Yeah, I'm like, so yes. My the big thing I want to talk about is like this shows this completely is a power shift in negotiations between players, whether yeah. it's for trades or contracts. I think this sets a whole new standard because for a, for a while players haven't had as much power as they used to in the past when it came to wanting a new contract or wanting to move or get traded somewhere. And now we've seen with uh, Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack, long holdouts, mm-hmm. highest uh, record contract for Donald, holdout again for Mack, traded, re- new record contract for defensive mm-hmm. players. Now Antonio Brown pretty much went off and did his antics, whatever you want to call them, found himself traded to the Raiders for a very, very low-value trade, like, return that they got for him. Third and fifth-round pick for Brown, no way he go, he goes for less than a first-round pick. No. That's that's yeah. just – he simply put, I, he pretty much just kind of was like, listen, I'm not playing for the Steelers, and you're going to trade me no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, I – which – I'm gonna say I don't I don't entirely uh, blame him mm-hmm. for 
No, no, no. I'm not blaming like, him for wanting to leave. I'm just saying. I like, also don't blame him for the antics. Yeah, that no. This he used totally to just out. changes the game yeah. and like players. I think. I think it does. I will like I will, influence on yeah. all of this now. I will also give. I think uh, Le'Veon deserves some credit. Yeah. Because I don't think that they would have taken AB as seriously if not for having the whole holdout situation with Le'Veon. Yeah. I think they realized like, oh, Le'Veon just. Uh, sat out so that that pretty much takes them into like right. oh well then oh it's actually not unreasonable for right for antonio brown to sit out right there's a whole there's just there's this power shift happening now players are figuring out how to get the best yeah for them and they yeah. sometimes you know it, it comes for well Le'Veon's a different case because his contract isn't what yeah necessarily it, was yeah the it's best a total di- different but either like they're but. they're figuring out a way to kind of spin the situation to benefit them as best as it can and yeah, Antonio Brown. I, I was surprised by the Raiders. Shout out to uh, Coach Bob, though. He totally called that at our meet on last Friday. He did. He did. He totally called it. He said he was. He said Raiders. He was. He was between Raiders or Colts, but he, said he mentioned the Raiders first. I yeah, and I I did not see that coming. <laughs> no, I, like, I, what? I I didn't see it coming. The big here's the one I didn't see coming though. Odell Beckham Jr. traded to the Browns. Yep. And the Giants. So he was traded. The they get the Browns first round pick the number 17 pick and then they get it was worded very poorly in all the reports but it's not a second round pick it's the second third round pick that the browns have i remember i was reading that it was i was so confused because i'm like why are they wording it this way because they worded it as second third round and so it was just it was poorly worded in my opinion but it's their second third round pick that they have because they have two okay and then the big one the big piece that I think was kind of like a last-minute addition because first and third – oh, I guess first and third is pretty good, but number 17, I think you could have got a higher first-round pick for Beckham. But Odell Beckham Jr. Wow, I felt like yeah. I said David Beckham there. <laughs> um, the big one is Jabril Peppers, who I think is kind of their fail-safe replacement for Landon Collins. Yeah, well, I think yeah, I think he, Landon Collins had already pretty much Yeah, left, he, was, so, he was signed already. Yeah, so, he already was with – he was pretty yeah, much – well, not so they, officially signed because he couldn't until uh, today, but yeah. – but but he was gone, so yeah, they had to get a replacement yeah, for him. Yeah, so Jabril Peppers, who I, I'm not, I'm not buying the Jabril Peppers. Yeah, I've never been a huge hype. I don't. Huge I'm not fan. drinking the Kool Aid on him. I was big on. I won't lie. I was big on him in high school, but then he wasn't. He wasn't that big in college. He was just. He played like, all over the place, and they were like, "Oh, yeah. look at his value as an athlete. That doesn't." That doesn't translate in the yeah. NFL. The NFL doesn't have athletes. They have position players. Yeah, so like that, I feel like works. that's hurt him. And I, he's a really good athlete. I just think mm-hmm. if he had focused somewhere in college on one position, he'd be a lot better off. Yeah, like if he had just that, – that, the other thing is his body size and his, his athletic yeah. assessments. Wait, he's like not quite a safety, but he's not quite a linebacker. Right, so he's, he's, like an, weird he's an interesting in hybrid kind of thing. Like, but, yeah, so that's the, that's the big trade there. So now we got Baker Mayfield – Jarvis Landry, Odo Beckham Jr. I don't. I'm gonna botch the tight end's last name. Njoku. Uh, yeah, something like Nj- that. Njoku. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. And then they also got Kareem Hunt at running back. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. I mean, yeah, they're the, they're Br- the Browns are a pretty good. <laughs> that, that, that those six names alone, and then yeah. let's not forget about the fact that they already have a ta- pretty talented defense that's young and uh, and that, still learning and, they, and growing. They even because they have Miles Garrett who is great at getting pressure. And now they have yeah. Olive Vernon because they also oh yeah for they got too. Vernon Olive, yeah yeah so oh they, my they got goodness. they got Vernon too. So now you're giving another pass rusher, which 
makes it harder to double team Garrett. So yeah, that, that then, could open uh, up things on the defense. They have the cornerback that they drafted last year in the first round too from Ohio State. I'm forgetting uh, his name. Shoot, it's not Denzel Ward, is it? No, it's, I think it is. Is it Denzel Ward? I was thinking it was a Ward. Either way, they have yeah. him, who was a very good cornerback last year. I'm just going to say the Browns are a sexy team now. Yeah, <laughs> that's the word I'm gonna use. <laughs> they, dude, they have the personality. Don't like you look at yeah, that team. No, they, Jarvis they Landry, the, Baker yeah. Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr. They have like the. This could be a SoCal team right now with the personalities on there, and it's in it's Cleveland. True. No, it it is fun. I it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it all it all works. I can't wait to see what the division the, turns the, into. The Browns have been such a loser historically. I know. So it's so weird to see them as like, hey, the Browns might be good. And I'm going to be honest, I might pick the Browns to win the division. The, be- I, because I'm, I'm being honest, like, yeah. I I think losing AB, like I just talked about, I think that's going to be a negative for Juju. Oh, the Steelers think, are going to take Juju's the biggest very hit good, in that division. Yeah. Also, they lost Le'Veon. Oh, and I mean, I'm, the Bengals are just yeah. kind of there. but Well, I mean, yeah, no, but I just, going back to the Steelers, yeah. like, I don't care. No running back they have on that roster is as good as Le'Veon. Yeah, like James Conner, yeah, admirable so, effort, but he's not Le'Veon. He's not. And if you say he is, then you're just you're stupid. You don't watch. <laughs> you're like, you're come a on. Steelers fan drinking the Kool Aid is yeah, what you are, or you're just buying the NFL hype around him, trying yeah. to make it seem like it wasn't big a deal that Le'Veon. Right. No, this was definitely out. this definitely so, makes that division way more interesting. It does, and I can't wait to see what it does to the rest of the AFC as well. Yeah, because well, I feel like this. I mean, let's be honest. It's the two divisions that everyone follows in uh, the AFC. It's the AFC North and the AFC East. Yeah. Well, I mean, the West is pretty good, but I. Well, they, it's pretty much always when you they, think they, AFC, you think Steelers and Patriots. Yeah. Well, the the AFC East though, it's it's a walk in the park for Patriots. No, I know they're gonna walk away. I know, but the Patriots are in there, which is why I say it. It's when you think when I hear the AFC, the first thing that comes to my mind is the Steelers and the Patriots. And dude, I don't think the Steelers are gonna have a winning record this year. No, I'm gonna be that bold, even though they always somehow find a way. I don't think they'll have a winning record. They lost too many pieces. I think I think the Steelers will still find a way to be eight and eight. I think they'll not still a be record uh, though. Yeah. As long as it's not a yeah. winning record, I can say I'm right. I I think they'll be right around 8 and 8. I think the Bengals are need a total rebuild. Like they oh, need yeah. a new quarterback, you know, they got AJ Green, but other than that like it's not great on offense, it's not yeah, great on defense. Not great on defense. They so they just they need a total rebuild. Yeah, they're going to be rebuilding for a couple years here. That's what I think the they're at now. Yeah, I I could see the Bengals totally bottoming out and being like two and 14 something oh jeez you're gonna give them a two and 14 i'm gonna be honest i put some respect on them dude andy dalton's still there three and or three and 13 but they also have a uh you know new head coach who's never called plays and yeah the dude from the rams right he's basically the ball boy for sean McVay, and they're like well yeah that's all it takes to be an nfl head coach now though yeah if i say i'm that I like went to a press conference that Sean McVay gave. Do I get a head coaching job myself? I think, I think as long as you shook his hand, yes. Cool. I gotta find a way yeah. to shake that man's yeah. hand. You do. Yeah. I have no, my but... playbook written. <laughs> I I know you do. <laughs> no, no, but, but... A, another quick thing I wanted to add with the talking about the Odo Beckham Jr. trade and just a quick little snippet on the Giants in general. So have you you've seen their salary cap situation now? They're paying thirty three million yep. in just dead space to yep. players. 
Yep. Including Vernon and uh, well, is Vernon on that list? I believe so. I think he is. Vernon yeah, and uh, OBJ are on the list. Are yeah, the OBJ is on it. They've got yeah. There's there's a bunch of others Bro. too. Like they're still paying. They still got Eli Apple on that list. They Apple, got, yeah. They got a. It's like eight people long. <laughs> but I and they still have Eli. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. It. If you still have Eli, I almost think, like, it's not the dumbest thing because I think in, like, two years that's all gone. Yeah. So I think it almost make does make – from their perspective, it makes a little bit of sense if you're just going, yeah, we're going full rebuild. We'll cut everybody. Because here's the thing. If I am the GM of the Giants right now, here here's what I'm doing. I'm going, yeah, Eli, I'm really sorry that we're not giving you absolute – we're giving you no help this year at all. Where, where it's just going to be the Saquon Barkley show, and then uh, you have no other help. You can dump just, it off to him or hand try it not, off yeah. to him. That's pretty much yeah. what you get. Yeah, and then I think you just go about rebuilding the defense. Yeah, and I think they tank. I'm saying oh, they try to, to tank, tank because they are going after one of the quarterbacks in the next uh, yeah. the next draft. And yeah, I don't no, know if they'll keep. Definitely, they nope. should. It would make yeah. sense to do it. Yeah, I don't know if they'll they'll keep Eli for like. One more year after that to like tutor the the oh, next guy, or if they'll yeah, just cut Eli. The NFL is going down the road of you want to basically redshirt your rookie quarterback. Most teams yeah. they they're that's always their plan, and then surprise surprise, your guy who's starting over him isn't as good as him, and so it's like, oh well, yeah. I guess you, there you go. Whether it's an injury or it's finally like, wow, mm-hmm. this guy is a trash can on the field. Well, I mean, eventually I'm they find honest, their way on the field it, when they're your first it, yeah. round pick as a quarterback. Well, yeah, if you're if you're picking a, f- a first rounder, he should they, start. They should start. I don't care if you don't think they're ready. Yeah. They need to learn. That's in game experiences is more valuable. More oh boy, more valuable than yeah. practice real time practice yeah. reps or situational yeah. reps. That's never that's yeah. never close to the same. The, the only time I like understand is if like you're you're taking a third rounder and you're seeing what he can do, right? And then you sit him behind somebody for a year or two, and then you mm-hmm. realize like, oh, hey, this guy's actually pr- yeah. pretty good. You go and get like your bridge quarterback or something, yeah. Which is Nick Foles a bridge quarterback? Ooh, that is yeah. That is an I kind of want to move. We'll, let's move on to Nick Foles here because he just signed his four year, eighty eight million dollar deal with the uh, Jaguars. Yep. Kind of. It's a little similar to the Case Keenum deal, I would say, but Foles is getting more of like a "Hey, you're actually a starting quarterback." Yeah, well, kind think, of situation think, rather than yeah. Keenum. Keenum, that contract to me always screamed, "You're a bridge quarterback at yeah. best." Well, also, I think uh, Foles kind of has a bad rap that's a little bit undeserved mm-hmm. because I think Foles, like you can look at when like Chip Kelly was the head coach of the Eagles and he had the what is it twenty seven to two. Yeah, touchdown like, interception ratio. And I honestly think Nick Foles has been a good quarterback. Anytime. He just hasn't been given the, good the, situations the, since the, then. Yeah. I mean, and if you look at him statistically and stuff, like the only time he was a bad quarterback was at the Rams with Jeff Fisher. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry I'm not going to count that no, against there him. There was no good quarterback. Yeah. The, the, there was uh, yeah. Sam Bradford's one rookie of the year. Yeah, well, season let, and that was it. Let's be honest, Jeff Fisher is a, a joke when it comes to the modern he, NFL yeah, well, offense. He read the he read the coattails of Steve McNair. Steve yeah. McNair pretty much guided Jeff Fisher to coaching jobs for the next ten years. Yep, yep, he did. Yeah, so I I think Mafol I think Nick Foles is actually a decent starter. Yeah, and I think I think he's worth the money. And I think I mean. He's, bridge quarterback. He's in a good he, situation. He's thirty. I honestly think he could be their quarterback. I mean, he's signed for the next four years. I think he's going to be good for the next four years. Yeah. I'm going to say I think especially he signs the way a, he plays. Yeah, I think he signed even signs a, a second contract with them. 
Maybe. So I think I think he'll end up retiring a Jaguar. He's in a good position with the Jaguars because yeah. they're a team that you and I and a lot of people consider to be a quarterback away. Yeah. Because they just yeah. need someone that they have pieces on offense. They just needed someone who can, you know, make it work and put it mm-hmm. together. And my guy Blake Bortles was not that. No. Blake Bortles was brutal. Yeah. R.I.P. to the so man. So I think I think Nick Foles is the next. I think he is the franchise quarterback in Jacksonville for the next six to eight yeah. years. No, I no I agree. I. I think he's in a, he's in the best situation there versus I mean where else I mean there was Miami right yeah no, no but no, no one, one wants no one to, wants to be in Miami even but. even Bridgewater chose less money to stay in yeah uh, uh, yeah the Saints in New Orleans and be a backup rather yeah. than be the starter in Miami I think Sean yeah well Sean Payton put a lot of uh, respect That's on Bridgewater's true. name he pretty much in his press conference was asked about what the plan was going forward to replace Breeze. And he's like, I already have my guy, so yeah. that's yeah. A, that goes a long way with a quarterback who's yeah. coming, whose career was pretty much like totally turned upside down from a knee injury. Yeah, and well, I mean yeah. to put that to have a coach put that kind of faith in you, it would make complete. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. you know how I feel about everyone who said he was like one of the futures of the NFL and everything. Mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater was a serviceable quarterback. I would have never said he was a franchise changing quarterback. Yeah, but. But also, I think when you pair him with Sean Payton, yeah. I think that does wonders. It's going to give him. him a, it's going to give him a chance, and I, yeah. I'm glad that he's somewhere where like they're not giving up on him. Yeah, because I I do want him to have his chance to come back and like mm-hmm. make a name for himself in the NFL because that was taken away from him. Yeah, when he basically destroyed his knee yeah. somehow in what is still kind of a mystery. Yeah, there were never many details released on that. All it was is he was in practice in the preseason. Yeah, and then it was one of those all, drills, you know, and it was, I mean, it I was obviously From what ACL I heard, it was, or it was non-contact. Yeah, too. no, it was non-contact. It was like ACL or something. But I heard there was all the talks, like, a what couple years later that he was on the verge of losing his leg. Like, it was that serious. Yeah. Well, and, I think I think he tore all the ligaments, and I think he might have even done something where they were worried about him tearing, like, the yeah, vein it was, or something. It was a crazy arteries, mystery like, injury. But either way, I mean, it's nice that there's a – coach and team out there that's still like we're gonna give you your shot because yeah. i don't know how much longer breeze has yeah well and i honestly think I'm, I'm guessing that bridgewater if he's staying with the saints i think he must get along with breeze yeah and i'm gonna get breeze strikes me as a dude help. who's actually gonna help him right like he's not gonna do the tom brady thing or the yeah. you know breeze the, is never losing his starting he, job yeah. i mean he's yeah. gonna retire before he loses the starting job so yeah. of course he's gonna coach up a little yeah. Well, I just Air mean like, just like yeah. Brett, Brett Favre refused to for yeah. Aaron Rodgers, and even uh, Brady refused to for Garoppolo. Yeah. They weren't going to lose. Their I think jobs, they both understand they that that's not a quarterback competition there, and it's yeah. Breeze. I think Breeze just strikes me as the nice guy who fe- I feel like Breeze is a guy who goes, well, I want Bridgewater to be as successful as he possibly can. Yeah, so especially think, with the Saints, yeah, because Breeze has so much love. I mean, yeah. he's a guy who's going to have so much love for that organization. Yeah, so he's going to want to leave yeah. them in a position to still be good. Yeah, he doesn't want to leave, and then like, oh, they're scrambling for a quarterback for the next five years, like some yeah. franchises end up doing. Yep. So I think I think it's totally set up for Bridgewater. I yeah. wouldn't even be surprised if Bridgewater actually knows when Breeze is thinking of retiring. Like none of us know that date, but I feel like Bridgewater oh, at least has an idea. I feel like I, would, I mean I wouldn't be surprised if he did. He obviously yeah. chose to he chose to stay as a yeah. backup, so he might have some kind of insight that others don't. Yeah, but. Either way, yeah, he he's staying. Although, the Q, the QB market is kind of a. Uh, well, the the other interesting one was because uh, to Rod Taylor, 
did not sign with Miami. He yeah. ended up choosing to go be the backup for I the know. Chargers. I know. No one wants to sign with Miami. No one. Granted, it's kind of hot garbage down there. Oh like, yeah, they don't, I, co- I don't know who they lost. Out. They lost Amendola. You yeah, know, they traded I don't know away who their receivers. They don't are. have much, if anything, for wide receivers or tight end. They lost score, so Maybe. I don't even know who their running back is They're right like now. DeAndre or something like that. Yeah, he was the guy who fumbled against the Bears. That's yeah. all I remember. Yeah, no, and then like the defense has a couple decent pieces on it, but, but it's not amazing. Yeah, yeah. the Miami's. Outside of being in Miami, there's really nothing attractive about that yeah, organization my, right now. Yeah, my, but, Miami is my other team that I think is going to tank hard. Yeah, I think I, th- I think Miami wants. I wouldn't to even draft put tank in front of it. I just think they're going to be that bad. Yeah, I mean tank. I, I oh, they're going to be. Yeah, they they don't have pieces at all right now in Miami. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Rebuilds are fun to watch. It keeps the QB mar- It keeps the QB market open because. Yeah, well, I I can't wait for the next year's draft and with who yeah, gets QBs. That, 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 could be one, that one's going to be exciting there. But yep. do you think um, Nick Foles' contract, like, where do you think that fits in with the Q, like the going rate for a starting quarterback now? Because that's getting that's something that's starting to get ridiculous. Yeah, well, Foles is Foles is less because because uh, yeah. um, Cousins got what was it eighty seven or eighty four, but over three years yeah. instead of four years. Right. So that's a Nick Nick Foles is drop. Nick Foles is less. I think I think Nick Foles is fair for what he is. Mm-hmm. I think he's like a borderline right around ten. Like if you're gonna rank the quarterbacks. Oh, okay. I, I thought think, you were saying ten million. I'm like no, 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 I'm no. Like, dude, he's no. getting twelve more than no. that. No, I'm I'm saying like if you're gonna like rank yeah. all the quarterbacks, I I'd, I'd say Foles. I would guess would consistently be in that like. 15 to 10. Yeah, 15 to 10, maybe up to like 8, like somewhere that the, range. Yeah, depending on depending on everything, you know. yeah, all the factors. But, no, I, but that that's where I think he is as a QB, and that's about what he's getting paid. So I right, think that's totally fair. That's ridiculous that a middle-of-the-road QB is getting paid $22 million a year. I mean, Khalil Mack's the highest-paid defender at 23 and a half. That's true. Like, but, that's, that's, that's what I wanted to touch up on more is like, what the QB market is becoming is yeah, well, it's getting ridiculous because that's, that's, that's going to just start handicapping teams yeah. or quarterbacks are going to not get paid. They're just going to be like, all right, we can't afford you. We're going to move on and draft and bring up a new guy. Yeah, well, it, I mean, that market, it's not – it's not it's set by guys like Matthew Stafford, uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. No, I know. Uh, I, Matt Ryan, all those guys said it. And I think – yeah, I agree, and I – I've made this. I absolutely do not like Tom Brady. <laughs> I know and, you don't. I really don't like Tom Brady. But Tom Brady is consistently taking Pay below cuts. market value. Yeah. I, granted, I'm not. It's not like Tom Brady's not out here getting paid. He's right. getting paid. Also, Tom Brady's fine for money because his wife makes more than him. <laughs> Yo, no, I gotta do him like that. His wife makes more than him. It's just no, a fact. I know. I know. I mean, and I'm not 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 taking shots at all the other NFL wives, but. Most of them do not make nearly as much or more than their husbands. <laughs> I know. So, no, I. Know. But but I think, I think team. I think, I think quarterbacks. It's gonna get to a point where they're gonna have to make the decision of, well, do I want the like ego boost of oh I'm the top paid quarterback, mm-hmm. and do they really want to make thirty five million dollars a year, forty million dollars a year, yeah, or are they willing? Yes, or are they willing to take the twenty no, million? I know. And have better teammates. I think 
I I will give if I if I was the quarterback in that situation and I'm negotiating my deal, I'm saying, and if I'm taking a below market value deal, I'm saying I am expecting to have good teammates around yeah, me to be built around and you to be smart about this because mm-hmm. if you're not, I will leave. Yeah. Well, I think a bigger thing you and I were talking about it just on our free time that I was trying to get into is uh, the idea of kind of limiting how much money you can pay someone. That is true. Yeah, because we were talking about because almost like uh, the NBA does it where they have like max. Yeah, uh, like you got to come up with. They, max deals. I feel like it's going to get to a point where they're going to have to put that some kind of stipulation in there because as important yeah. as the quarterback position is, at what point do you say, okay, this is too ridiculous? Like players shouldn't. I'm all for guys going and getting paid as much yeah. as they can get. You know, I'm all for it. But at the yeah. same time, there comes a point where it's just upright stupid. Well, well, also, like, I'm all for guys getting paid, and I want the players to get paid. But mm-hmm. also, you know, why? You know, it's just the quarterback getting paid. No, I know. And then that's all what I the mean. other guys are getting paid less. Like, that's right. not that's not cool. No, I. We 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 discussed because the next collective bargaining is coming up. So like, that, I my my point is like. A couple things I think is I think one the salary cap should go up because I think there are which plenty. it most likely would I mean it, 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 it tends it to go up yearly yeah by like ten million no but I think it should be even a greater percentage of the revenue that the NFL makes because mm-hmm. the NFL makes a ridiculous yeah and amount with, of revenue that they like because just the revenue distributed by the teams was I think because the only team that is public that we can see the numbers of and we can only see some of the numbers is the Packers. And I believe the number was like 280 was million was mm-hmm. like the check that the NFL cut, right? Which is a hundred million le- or more yeah. than the cap, right? So I think that should be closer. And yeah. then I also think that I think yeah, eventually you're gonna have to put in a thing like, yeah, the maximum a player can sign for is like, like put in a rule where no pl- no one player can take up more than like 22 percent of yeah, the cap. Yeah, some kind of percentage because I mean. It's it's gonna get there because I this free agent uh, free agent frenzy. I didn't want to use that term, but that's all it's I can think it of. It's what it is. This one alone shows everything that's crazy. I mean, we'll get into the safety market in a little bit, but every position, every player is getting paid at such a crazy scale, and it's yeah. Well, the well the problem the salary is, cap isn't yeah. matching what guys are getting paid. Is my point? Yeah. And you're going to run into a problem. In event, I mean, it's just going to ruin the talent and the ability to build a franchise in yeah. the NFL. And so that's why I like your idea of a player can't take up however much percent of the salary cap because it keeps it keeps that yeah it keeps the market in check because at the rate it's going, the NFL can't keep up with how players are getting paid. Yeah. Well, and the, also the other thing that I, I've brought up too is like p- part of the reason that so many players are getting these massive deals right now is because there's a large chunk of teams. There's like 10 teams that have a ridiculous and they just don't, of Yeah, they don't space. spend to begin with. Because like the Colts haven't used any cap space, the Niners haven't. And I, I also think they should implement a almost, minimum. almost like, yeah, yeah like we, the NHL we talked about or the that NBA. As well. they, yeah, a minimum, it's a, a brilliant minimum. idea because it keeps it from, that's another thing that kind of prevents these crazy contracts from happening. Because if yeah. a team has to spend X amount, like at least however much, then they yeah. can't just sit back and just kind of like the Colts. The Colts were good. They found themselves in a situation where they didn't really have to pay anyone, and it still was working out. Yeah. But I mean, either way, a team can sit back like the Browns for however many years sat back on a ton of 
salary cap space, and then they can just offer some ridiculous contract to a player, and then boom, that now sets the market. Yeah. And it that's kind of something that you can't have happen because then all the other, like the competitive teams that are spending the money yearly to kind of stay in the conversation, they're not mm-hmm. able to do that, and they're going to start losing out on that, and they're yeah. going to kind of fall back, and they're going to go to the bottom. Yeah. And it's well, just a weird yeah. situation. Yeah. No, I – it just it stabilizes the market. Also, it makes sure that players are getting paid. Yeah. Because guess what? When the Colts have two hundred million dollars or a hundred million dollars in like cap mm-hmm. space, like that means that there's a bunch of players who aren't getting paid as much as they deserve to be paid. Right. And that's all just going in the owner's pocket. It's all going yeah. in the the team's pocket. Yeah. Which I want the players to get paid. Like yeah, I don't want I'm, it to come across as like th- oh this is their, I don't this want the is, players getting paid. I want the players to get right, paid. Right. This is uh I want everybody. This to get is paid. their chance to set themselves up for life. They have yeah. to. They should have every opportunity to capitalize yeah. on it. Also, I a mean, salary like, cap minimum does yeah. ensure that you know what at, teams have to spend money. Yeah. So it kind of keeps players, you know, in the conversation or like at a chance to earn their living, basically. Yeah. I mean, also, and I, again, I absolutely hate saying this, but like the Patriots, they're like the freaking perfect, perfect example. I know they are. Because they, they, they always let their guys go because their guys always like, this is like the third year in a row where a Patriots offensive lineman has gone and have gone and signed like the record deal at their position. Mm -hmm. The previous two times, it's been awful. Yeah. It's, it's totally backfired. The, the Patriots, they're laughing like, hey, <laughs> Dude, we got Patriots a guy who's way. even better. The Patriots like, way, it's un, I, it's unbeaten, and it sucks. It sucks. It's, but but I'll, it's also I'll so give brilliant. Credit. It's so brilliant. Yeah. It's so smart that you never pay a guy over the top, but at the same time, everybody gets paid. Because the, the Patriots are never a team that has, like, boatloads of cap space. No, they The kinda, Patriots are almost always one of those teams that's like, Oh, they they had to let that guy go because they they don't have any cap space. They actually but they're fine. Pay they're they're fine doing it. Like it's yeah. not like that's a detriment when they let deal. someone go. And it's just like, yeah. How do they keep doing it? I I really wish that you know some other people could figure this out. Mm-hmm. What I don't even understand is like the thing that just makes me laugh too is like when you see the former Patriots guys who are now running teams, going out and signing. Like, the Lions signed one of their big, one of the Patriots guys. Yeah. The Flowers to, like, a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, come on. You you just saw that Belichick didn't pay him. Yeah. Why why would you go out and pay Bel- him? And even Belichick like, just let him walk. Yeah. Like, and even the same thing, like, Tennessee has flag. signed, like, two or three Patriots guys to huge deals. And it's yeah. been like... You're you're the GM. You were in. You worked for Belichick. Yeah. You knew Belichick wasn't paying those guys. Right. Like you should know. Oh, yeah. Belichick's smarter than me. He taught me everything I know. Yeah. Like, I, come on. It's almost as weird as it sounds. It's almost like a red flag. Yeah. When a, when the Patriots are just gonna let a guy go to your contract offer and not even try. Yep. Because that, that should I, if tell you. If I was you, a GM, I'd immediately be like, Nope. I'm sorry. We're not interested. That should tell you like instantly. Like I overpaid. Yep. Like that's what it should be. Yep. But yeah. I, hey, you know what? If other teams aren't going to see it, they're not going to see it. And that's we shouldn't say that it always misses, because I mean, in some t- in some cases it could work out. But I mean, in terms of offensive linemen, it it hasn't. Yeah. Well, even you know the safety in the corner that the um, Tennessee got, both of them yeah. have been bad. Yeah. So it's it's 
there's I can't think of any examples no, where a guy has left the Patriots and like yeah, the, it's the been Patriots, better for the team that he went to. The Patriots have it figured out. They they don't fall victim to what this crazy free agent market is becoming by position. Yeah. Like for example, the safety position. We'll get into that yeah. here now. I mean, which I will say this is a this is a position that is allegedly devalued. Yeah, that's that was what I was <laughs> going to say. Like the safety position is considered to kind of its value is decreasing because Partially is just because of the way the NFL is going. It's making it hard for these players. Yeah. But Landon Collins signed with Washington for a three-year, $45 million deal. Tyron Matthew signs with the Chiefs for three years, $42 million. And then the heartbreaking uh, Adrian Amos signed with Green Bay for a four-year, $37 million. And now today, Earl Thomas signed his four-year, $55 million deal. With the Ravens. With the Ravens. So, I mean... I, like, I mean, this is a perfect example of what you and I are seeing with the way that the salary cap is working out. I I, I respect all these guys as athletes, but how is a devalued position getting this much money? Yeah. Well, also in like, like okay, Landon Collins was really amazing his first two years. The mm-hmm. last two years, he's been not yeah. great. Like, right. Like he's been almost a middle of the road uh, safety. He's been good, that's, but he hasn't been spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, it's part of the reason they. I think they let him go because I think they knew, like, oh yeah, he's asking way too much. Granted, I I do think Washington was just like, oh well, he's a giant, so we got to pay him. <laughs> the the other interesting one is is uh, Tyron Matthew because I really like Tyron Matthew, um, and he was amazing with the uh, Cardinals. Cardinals, but, but I, his his knee injury, it yeah, he came back from it last year with the Texans, mm-hmm. and he played okay, but like. He hasn't been the he same. He wasn't quite the same. Like it was like he he lost a step. He lost mm-hmm. some of the explosiveness. He wasn't able to make some of the jaw dropping plays. Right. That because I'm gonna be honest, if if he was still playing at the same level that he was in Arizona, I think that's a great contract. Yeah. He, I, I, I don't think I, I think that's a smart contract. He's played to that contract. I don't think he's played. I mean, you can hope that maybe yeah. with another year he he regains some of that explosiveness and stuff. Yeah. But that's a big question. The one, um, Amos's contract, I think, offers the best value. But yeah. I, you know me, I've been a big fan of Amos. Yeah, I was an advocate for him, and I'm happy he's getting paid yeah. somewhere. <laughs> not, I'm not happy that well, it's Green Bay. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it that way. This is two years now where <laughs> Green Bay has gone after a secondary player of the Bears. Last mm-hmm. year was Ky- Kyle Fuller. This year was Amos, and they were able to outbid yeah. the Bears, unfortunately. Well, and, that, and I think that's just a contract. The yeah. Bears had to let him go to that one because yeah. that puts him at. Ooh, here we go. I'm going to try and do math here. Nine and <laughs> nine point something. Nine and a quarter. Yeah, nine point two five. Yeah. Million. Wow. Yeah, that was right. Mm-hmm. What up? Yeah. No, but so that they put him at that, and he's just you can't. The Bears can't afford that contract, yeah. and not when they're going to have to eventually pay Eddie Jackson. Yeah. Well, then, then I think they just got too much coming up there. I but. think as much as you might not like it, I think that was smart for Green Bay to do because that's taking a piece away. Oh from, no, 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 no! It's a Bears. smart, it's a smart move. And like the, I don't like it, but it's smart. That's yeah, and part I almost of like I get paying them a little more because I knew you're like you're like oh, we gotta. They knew exactly how much they had to pay for the yeah, Bears they to knew, be they like knew. we can't match that. Yeah, that's they could the Bears couldn't match it. Not and I don't know if I would say Amos is a nine and a quarter million dollar a year player. I I was thinking he'd get more around the six to seven, just because he doesn't have the he doesn't have the stats to back him up like uh, Landon Collins, Matthew, or Thomas does. Yeah, but I mean Amos is a he's a really underrated safety. He he averaged um, five point seven yards per attempt thrown his way, which 
for context, the uh, Green Bay secondary averaged 12.8 a league worst. Yeah. So they they were bad. They no, need they, lots they were of help. bad. So they went out and they they went out and got a guy. I I want to see. I don't want to see. I don't want to see him in a Green Bay uniform. But I'm interested to see how he does being the. He's he's the premier piece now in the secondary. Yeah. So I want to. I'm interested to see how he thr- yeah. how he does in that role. But yeah. it's just this. That's. <sighs> The safety market's ridiculous yeah. this year, too. Well, I, I do want to say, too, I also was a little bit surprised. I, I know on reputation Earl Thomas is definitely the best safety. Mm-hmm. I, I think wh- But he's got past, some he's injuries told, that have happened. He's I mean, been on the IR the last two seasons. He's broken the same leg twice. Yeah. Yeah, there comes a point where you have to kind of worry about it. He's going to be 30 going and, into the start of yeah. the next season. And I I'm going to be ah. honest. He's, he's the only person on Seattle I've ever actually liked. I've, I've, always, <laughs> yeah. I've always had a little bit of a soft spot for Earl Thomas. The Legion of Boom, He dude. was the only one I can tolerate. Yeah. I still kind of hate that Sherman's on the 49ers. It still <laughs> pains me. But, like, I don't know. I didn't think – I was honestly nervous about the Niners signing him to such a huge deal. Mo- mostly as soon as, like, I saw the Matthew deal and stuff, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, and, he, and Thomas, Thomas was, was very open. He wanted to be the highest paid safety. Yeah. and so He I wanted was, it. He got it. Yeah. Obviously. I – I almost was glad he didn't go to the Niners a little bit, and mm-hmm. just because I I worry about him for for health reasons yeah. and stuff. But it'll be interesting to see. I mean, they also Ra- Ravens, Ravens also have got Mark Ingram with, too. Yeah. I mean, the Ravens are building something there too. I'm excited, which once again makes that division way more interesting. Yeah, but I mean, they did lose Mosley, who was a big part of their defense. Yeah, and so and uh, the other guy to the Packers, Zadarius. I'm gonna play. Yeah. Oh boy, what's his I don't name? remember his name. But yeah, they yeah they lost another guy to the, yeah. the Packers from that defense. So they're good. I still think the Browns are uh, Zadarius Smith. That's Zedaria what it was. Smith. Yeah. No, I still low key think I think it's the Browns or the Ravens to win that division. And oh, I want say, it to be the Browns. I'm so gonna say badly. it right now. I'm gonna. I think. I think right now. I'm thinking it's gonna be the Browns. The Browns. That's gonna be. Ex- that's. That if could the be Browns exciting. win that division. Oh, that'd be nuts. The NFL wouldn't know what to do. All the memes <laughs> yeah. that they can't make anymore. It's only going to be Cowboys memes then. Those are always fun. Yeah, but I enjoy those too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm just, dude, this free, this literally like the last three days have just been nuts. It's been nonstop oh, it's been so going on, and it's been exciting. And I'm glad we got an actual blockbuster trade going back to Odell Beckham Jr. Well, even, and the AB trade too. Yeah, no, like, but when I say blockbuster, like for me, blockbuster is like, a first-round pick is thrown in there for it to be blockbuster. Yeah. Antonio well, Brown, we saw the, coming. The AB should have been a blockbuster. Yeah, it just it wasn't have been. The, the, fan dude... in, the fan in me wanted it to be like yeah. 17 first-round picks. Nah, obviously not to that <laughs> scale, but you know what I mean. The, but I, my fate, honestly, when I got the when I got the alert about Odo Beckham Jr. traded, I was like, oh, here we go. This is what I yeah. wanted, and we got it. And then all these signings. I mean, uh, what's his, what's I mean. Ray Lewis in 2002, like he signed that record deal for seven years at $51 million. Yep. That is what chump change now for contracts. It only had $19 million guaranteed, but yeah. most guys have 20 plus now. Yeah, like, that's I pretty mean, much that's it's a, universally that's up a 20 joke. Plus that's guaranteed. like a low ball offer now with, yeah. how the, with how free agency is going in the NFL. It's crazy. It's nuts. And I mean, it's no wonder that you got teams like uh, my Chicago Bears staying kind of quiet. Because yeah. one. I mean, okay, Pace has been a genius working the cap. Yeah. Well, semi-genius because it'll come back and bite him a little bit the next couple years. But, yeah, I mean, he 
he he worked them into having uh, twenty five million dollar or yeah twenty five million cap space when they were originally at like seven. Mm-hmm. So he's I mean he's made a lot happen, which I thought was like oh here we go we're gonna get our big free agent signing. We got a uh, Buster Scrine, Cordero Patterson, and then um. They just signed what's his name, some lineman, some tackle from the Dolphins. I can't okay. remember his name. Um, yeah, they've been very quiet. They lost Amos, and I thought I thought we were like getting Amos's replacement with all this money. I don't know what the Bears are going to do there. I mean, well, I, Eric. Oh, no, I don't. I don't want Eric Berry. He just got cut, and he's so injury prone. He's so injury prone. He's amazing when he when he's no, there he is. Healthy, I just yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I they they also might just. Because the cap has that, like, rollover effect where if you don't yeah. use so much, you get, like, a certain percentage. Yeah, the next they might year. just sit on it. They might be sitting on that because they, cause they're going to have to pay some guys. They're going to have to pay, you know, they're going to have to pay an Eddie, Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson. They're going to – well, you know, I mean, luckily they still have two more years before those guys yeah. hit free agency. So they got time there. Yeah. You still got to be smart with it. And then also no, you, no, got, you also got to sign all your your picks. Granted, they don't have any first-rounders, so that's yeah. not – Gonna take yeah, they're not going to have to sign a big multi-million dollar deal to anybody. They yeah. don't even have a second round pick. Yeah, that hurts. Which is why I'm like, oh, they're going to go and get someone, right? I mean, they don't have a first or second round pick. They have to get someone who I brings feel, a value of I one of like those. I feel like they two. have to get some sort of safety, especially if like Callahan ends up leaving. Which, yeah, I mean, Buster Scrine is pretty much replacing Callahan. Callahan's yeah. going to walk unless somehow he comes back cheap. Yeah, but Buster Scrine was definitely signed to be the replacement for Callahan because he, yeah. he's a nickel. Yeah. He's a nickel corner. That's yeah. what he plays. I you mean, that's sti- Callahan's you, yeah. position. Yeah, you still you still got to somehow get a replacement for Amos. Though. Yeah, they got fig- to figure it out. Because I, mean, I, w- I wouldn't wait for a replacement for Amos to, like, the third or fourth yeah. round. Like, I mean, yeah, they, have, they have Dion Bush, who is okay. I don't know if they want to just roll him out there and see how much Eddie Jackson can, like, make up for the drop-off <laughs> there. <laughs> I'd be a little skeptical to yeah. do that, especially with changing – defensive coordinators and everything too but there's talent all over the defense to where they could consider it mm-hmm. um what i am excited to see though is a uh, cordero patterson could be interesting because i feel like he's going to be a total gadget like piece for matt Nagy because he, yeah. he brings a whole cordero patterson i'm not going to sugarcoat it has never been like a spectacular receiver no but he's fast well he's great with the he's ball big. in his hands yeah and when he's the ball's in his hand maker. he's good yeah, so you so, just got to figure out like he's gonna, he's obviously gonna be a vertical threat. Yeah, and then they're gonna probably use him for like end arounds and stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming sure. he's gonna be the return man now. Yeah, he'll he'll get a ton of like screens and. Yeah, he didn't sign big. Know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm sure he'll he'll yeah mostly be a return man, do screens. You know, for the Patriots, he lined up in the backfield. It almost mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprising to see like you I'm, know him yeah. in the backfield some. He's uh, definitely a piece that I think is. He's yeah. very versatile in the it, Matt Nagy system. Yeah, it'll be interesting to what Matt Nagy draws up for him. Yeah. No, I'm excited. But the big thing is right now we're placing Amos, which um, the Bears actually just were – this, like, came up right before we started the show here. They were trying to get in contact with Haha ha Clinton Dix. So I feel like maybe there's their replacement there. But I'm skeptical because the Green Bay got rid of him for a reason. They obviously – there was something with him. And, I mean, I like – I liked Clinton Dix. I remember I wanted the Bears to draft him coming out of college, yeah. but I'm a little skeptical just because apparently there's something there with there's I don't like saying his full name, but I don't want to just say Dix. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> there, it sounds a little weird. <laughs> there's some there's something there with him that makes me skeptical. But I mean, we'll see we'll see what happens there. I just that's my big key right now for the Bears is they need to now replace Amos. Obviously, the one that goes without saying is have a kicker that can kick. They're gonna have a competition between a uh, Chris Blewett, wonderful name for a <laughs> kicker, and uh, that is great. This dude's name is weird. It's like Red, it's like Redford Jones or something like that. Mm. Some weird name I can't remember it. But they're gonna have a competition there. Those are their two keys. They benefit from having a lot of guys locked up for the next couple yeah. years, two two to three years or yeah. so on. Now they just have to avoid the double doink. Yeah, no, they have to avoid the double <laughs> doink, and um, they have to now play a first-place schedule next season. That is true. That is, that is going to hurt. I think. I'm nervous to watch a first watch them play a first-place schedule because if the offense is as slow as it was last yeah. year, they don't stand a chance. Like, here's the deal. The Chiefs are marching into Soldier Field, and I'm going to try and be at that game. But Ooh. I, that's the, that's that the one game times. I want to see is the Chiefs at Soldier Field. But they're going to have to keep up with that offense. Yeah. And I well, – the Bears' I, defense yeah. is good. Maybe they slow down Mahomes and kind of like, oh, this is a defensive battle, in which case I'm taking the Bears because the Chiefs' defense is bad. Yeah. And they lost D. Ford to the 49ers. Yeah, they well, did. Well, they didn't lose them. They traded them. They so we'll see them. what happens. We'll, we'll get into that, too. Yeah. I'll let you go on your little tangent there. I just – the Bears, oh, my goodness, they have to play that first-place schedule. And I, yeah. I have a weird feeling, and I hate that I have this feeling, that it's going to work just like the Raiders after their 12-4 and four year. I don't. I don't think it's going to be as bad. That extreme. Also, the Raiders dealt with injuries and coaching changes shortly after that year, so that's part of the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I think the Bears will still be good. I could definitely see them being a step back. I I see them more being like nine and seven, oh, ten and six. Do. I was hoping you'd say eleven and five. No, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm saying <laughs> more. I mean, 10 we'll and see six. what they're made of next I, year for I still sure. I think I still think they could win the division. Mm-hmm. I think oh, yeah, that's I think entirely possible. Divi- I think the division's up for grabs because right I think now, they're still. the most the most talented team. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Uh, hands down. I mean, I am slightly interested to see what Aaron Rodgers does with an actual system. Yeah, an offensive system that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. I could also see that imploding with Aaron Rodgers going. I don't want to run that. Yeah. Like, I want to do my own thing. The Packers um, are – I think the Packers are the most dramatic team to watch in the division. Yeah. That, that'll that be I, – because I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be good. I don't know if they're going to be bad. Yeah. I don't I, know what's going to happen with the I Packers. Have, we have no clue. I mean, what I were mean, they, 6-9-1 and one last year? Yeah. Yeah. So, I they're, mean – They're just – they're a team that I could see being in the mix because obviously they have Aaron Rodgers. Right. So I just, they could be in the mix. I Minnesota could be – We'll see year two with Kirk Cousins. We'll see, and they had to go through a offensive coordinator change and everything. So we'll see. Which I think, I think see what happens there. With the offensive coordinator change, I think their offense could be better. So they'll be competitive. I still think the line, the the Lions were like they were bipolar last year. Oh yeah, they'd play amazing and they'd crush somebody that they shouldn't have, and you're like, and then what on earth? They go lay an egg another week. They weren't. They were were so hot and cold as it can be. Yeah. I don't know. The Lions are just kind of there. I don't – when talking about the Packers, I just – I don't know how much of a difference the system is going to make because on the offense, the pieces that haven't really changed or nothing's really been added. Yeah, but at the same time, if you're being more creative, you're play calling and you're being smart because, mm-hmm. like, you know, the they had, like, 15 plays they ran. 
Yeah. Their playbook was like 15, <laughs> yeah. okay? Oof. And that's not even that's not even an exaggeration. Like, if you, like, go to anybody who watches the film and, like, you yeah. know, all the guys, like, you know, like, Chris Sims always likes to just crap on on the system that they run. They're like, yeah, Rodgers has to do everything because it's, like, the same 15 plays. Right. And I think, yeah, it asked Rodgers to do a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you look at, like, Breeze and Brady, they're both in systems that make it so they don't have to be amazing every single play. Yeah. So I think that... I think it helps Rodgers. Yeah, and you're I making think, me nervous hearing all I this stuff. I think it'll make them better. Like, I think... No, they need to be worse. <laughs> I they think just it, need... The, the Packers need to be worse. I'm going to say it. <laughs> I need them to be worse. Everyone is... Anyone who is a fan of an NFC North team needs them to be worse. Except for Packers fans, obviously. Yeah, but no, I think... I think everyone else pack, wants them bad. I think the Packers are going to be better. I don't know if they're going to win the division. No. No, no, I, no, no, no. They better I, not. I could... I'll cry. I want to be honest... I think it's going to come down to like the last two, three weeks of the season. And I think the Bears, the Vikings, and the Packers are all going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that'll be interesting. I, I think I think it'll be a close race. I think, I think two teams my... from the division will make the playoffs. I'll put it that way. <sighs> I think you're going to have your division winner. I think you're going to have a wild card. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I, I Bro, see that. I see nine that. Nine and being seven difficult. made the wild card this year. Yeah, but here's the thing. I think Seattle's getting better. Okay. I think Seattle's going to make the playoffs. Uh, Seattle made the playoffs. Yeah. No, but I'm saying Seattle makes the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I say the Rams still make the playoffs. As a division winner. Yeah. That's two locked up. Right. Or that, there, so there's there's two wild card spots. Right. So we're, we're arguing for wild card spots. Right. So I think I think Seattle is one of them. Mm-hmm. The other wild card I'm going to say is either going to be Whoever loses the East NFC East, because I'm gonna be honest, I could see the the Eagles coming back and winning it mm-hmm. if everybody's healthy, and then the Cowboys making the wild card. Or yeah. I think I think either yeah I think either the Cowboys if, or the Eagles win that division, and I could see the team that loses that making it. Also, I'm gonna just say it right now. Maybe I'm just a stupid fan. Mm-hmm. I can see the Niners making it. Okay, yep, there it comes. Here, well, here's how I just want to counter what you're saying there, because if you're advocating that the system could potentially elevate the Packers and take pre- not only take pressure off of Aaron Rodgers, but help him perform even better than we're used to, mm-hmm. and you still think that the Bears can win the division, if the Bears are able to win the division, assuming that the Packers are playing to the level you're expecting or saying that they could, that would mean the Bears would have to finish around 12-4 and four again. And then for the Packers to be in the conversation would have to be around eleven and five. Here, here's the thing. Uh, I think the Packers' defense is still absolute trash. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So I just, I'm saying that the Packers are going to have to rely on that offense. If I don't uh, see my. I'm just skeptical with the uh, with the Eagles in particular because they took a step back this past season with Carson Wentz yeah, at the but helm. Al- but also most and, Super Bowl teams. Other than the Patriots, yeah. take a step back the year after. Right, but they don't take the, they don't go from thirteen and three to nine and seven, and their best stretch of play came with their backup quarterback. That's I true. Do, they I'm also not, had a lot of injuries. Right, but I'm not buying in on I'm not buying in on the Eagles and the uh, Cowboys being better than Green Bay with supposedly an improved offense and the Bears if their offense hits their stride. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just saying I think I think the team that wins. The NFC North is going to be at 11 or 10 wins. 
I still think two teams from the North are going to get into the playoffs. That's just where I'm standing because I, the East is pretty much it. It's pretty much between the Cowboys and the uh, Eagles. Yeah, and that's I think that's going to be a race to ten and six. Honestly, I don't think either of those teams are very spectacular. So I f- I see that being a race to ten and six. I see that. So. You also got to remember, your Bears are playing a first-place schedule. Right. No, I know. But we're working under the assumption. I'm going off of when you said you think the Bears can still win the division. Yes, I think they're I, – like I said, I think it's going to be the three teams in the North all being in it. So, yeah, they're all going to be right about in the, in the wild-card spot. I'm not saying, like, none of them are going to be in the wild-card mm-hmm. spot. I'm just saying I don't think it's a guarantee – because I think Seattle gets one of those wild cards. Well, no, I'm not guarantee. I'm and not saying it's a guarantee other, yeah. either. I'm just saying that's what I see happening more more than two NFC East teams getting in. I see it more likely right. that the um, boy, the Packers and the Bears, or like the Packers and someone else, or the Bears and someone else, two NFC North teams get in before the two NFC East teams. Just because I think. The Cowboys also have to play a first-place schedule now. This is true. And I think the Bears are a team more built to take on a first-place schedule than the Cowboys are. Their yeah. offenses are pretty similar in terms of, like, the like the production. They're not yeah. they're not far off. The Cowboys would arguably have more pieces, but I think yeah. that they – I think that Mitch is the better quarterback, so that's kind of leveling that out there. Mm-hmm. And then I'm taking the Bears' defense over the Cowboys' defense. So yeah. I think the Bears are more – are better built for a first place schedule. I'm not. Yeah. That's just my thing there. Yeah, that, that's fair. But there's also there's also always the Niners who are now get to play a last place schedule. Yeah. No, the and Niners get lo- and get a lot of players back from injury. Yeah, and they were active with uh, D Ford. Yes. That's yes. That's a big one. They got they got D Ford. The recently franchise tagged and then signed him. Yeah. He, he's signing a new deal with the. Yeah. With no, the Niners, I know. So, they yeah. had to. That was part of the trade. Yep. Yep, so he is he is signed a lockdown, which that means you're pairing him with DeForest Buckner, Buckner, who was low key good last year. Like he's a, he was definitely a bright spot. He was a tackle, right? Defensive yeah. tackle. Yeah, and he, he had he like play, eight sacks. He plays interior, yeah, I think eight or nine. That's a lot. That, which is not a lot everyone for that gets position. Aaron Donald production. That's a yeah. lot of sacks for yeah. a defensive tackle. He, he's also a guy who's not known for so much being a Pass, like rusher. pass rusher. He's a run stopper. He's a run stopper. Right. As he should be as a tackle. Yeah. That's more yeah. like what he is. Yeah. But no, he still got after the quarterback mm-hmm. and was amazing. They also, also the second overall pick. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I which, know you uh, want to throw a certain name out there. I I have been reading all, all Nick week Bosa. on how Nick Bosa because yeah. the, the the whole thing with the Niners, according to all of the insiders, the Niners were not going through this offseason without either getting Odell Beckham Jr. or Bosa. Yeah. Well, guess what? They can't get OBJ. They, they're not getting – yeah, they're not getting him. I'm so. hoping they get Bosa because just the, the Bosa, D. Ford, DeForest Buckner. Buckner. Yeah. And, the, and Quan Alexander. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to get into that yeah, in a minute. I know you I'm will. Gonna get it, I'm going to get into that in a minute. Mm-hmm. No, so that, that D line is is really good. They also got Fred Warner as a really good linebacker. Mm-hmm. That that defense could actually be decent. Like, they were bad last year. I think with this now getting pressure on the quarterback, also they're deep on the on the D-line now. Solomon Thomas, like, I know he gets a lot of crap for not playing well last year, but he still played oh, decent. Oh, I totally forgot about him. Yeah, yeah. It's cause that was he, your third he, overall pick. Yeah, which he didn't he didn't play up to expectations, right. which is fair. But he was still like a decent player. Yeah, I mean, like he's yes, a, he was not as good as expected. 
Leonard Floyd and in, that is with fair. the Bears. Yeah. But I, I think he was he was he was still He's a solid fine. player. And now he now he put is put in a position to be a backup mm-hmm. where he can come in. Do they and run then, a three four? Uh yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, that would make more sense then. And then also we have uh they have Eric Armstead, who's also a big guy at D tackle who can mm-hmm. come in. So like now we have some bodies that are actually Pretty they have solid. a pass rush. We have a pass rush, which was and, pretty bad last year, and it's deep too. Like yeah. we have backups that are yeah, it's crazy. Pretty solid. One off season can like this one off season alone totally changes the outlook for what that defense can do. Yeah, because it's going to make your secondary better. It's going to make your linebackers better. Yeah. If you can get a pass rush, and the quarterback doesn't have to hold the ball, mm-hmm. that's going to make that entire team. Mm-hmm. Richard Sherman is going to go back to being. Best cornerback in the in the league. <laughs> Don't ever say that. No. Yeah, no, but I but mean, no, it, he it, should he should be better. The whole secondary the whole should be secondary, better. The whole secondary, the whole defense should yeah. improve with that pass rush. And it's yeah, and they're they're still they're still talking about signing Jason Verrett, who he was out last year because mm-hmm. of injury, but he's a ball hawking corner, so that would be great to see him come in at nickel and stuff, and yeah. he could be great. Um, they're bringing back Jamie Ward. To be a free safety, he's yeah. been good when healthy. He's had issues staying healthy mm-hmm. though, That's so a we'll see that Northern Illinois product. Shout yep. out to the MAC conference, real quick. Yep. Uh, I mean, on offense, you know, Kittle's a great receiver. Yeah, I'm hoping they do something in the draft a receiver too, adding another one. Yeah, because I mean, do they did they cut Goodwin? Yeah, yeah, we cut they him. did. I couldn't I mean, remember D- if I Dante Pittis is their their go to receiver yeah. now, which he was decent. We also have Goodwin's a solid in the slot. He's fast, you know. You can take the top off. Mm-hmm. Wait, so, didn't they? Ju- I thought you just said they cut Goodwin. No, no, no. They uh, they cut Garcon. They still have oh Gar. Yeah, no, I yeah. asked Goodwin. My bad. Sorry. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, they they still good. have Goodwin. They cut okay. Garcon. Yeah, Pierre Garcon. That, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. No. Um. At running back, we're supposed to be getting back McKinnon. They're, they just made their splash yep. at Tevin Coleman. Yeah, which who I wanted the Bears to pursue. Which I will say, he's good. Two years, ten million. That's a good. That's not that's an good, overpay. Yeah, that's um, right I'm at a, his I'm value. A, yeah, that, it's definitely it's actually cheaper than I would have thought. Especially you considering what he's done as primarily a backup yeah. and reserve role, he's been very productive. Yeah, I do think it's weird because we have uh, Matt Breida, so like, who was a starter last year, yeah, Breida, and he was good. McKinnon. And then so I mean the like I go back and forth with this one because like yeah it's kind of it's actually a good deal like I don't have a problem with mm-hmm. the deal and I know he has the relationship with uh, Shanahan because right. of their days in Atlanta together right and so that that's cool and I definitely I like that that should be fun at the same time like it I do get the feeling of like you have three basically clones yeah like, you have, they're the same exact you have player. the same running back three times just different name. Yeah, I mean the the one thing I wonder if I wonder if this means that McKinnon's not as healthy as yeah, they're saying could be a, he is. It could be a sign of that. That's, they, that's that could what definitely I'm be like a kind of foreshadowing. Like, yeah, he's he's not ready to come back yeah. yet, and he yeah. might need Cause, more time. Because then that that might make a little more sense if you're like, oh well, Coleman, he knows Shanahan's offense, so that's not going to be an issue. Yeah, and he can come in and he'll know it right away, and then him and Brita can kind of share the workload. Because, I mean, they, they're smaller guys, and they're, and they're more hard like to, elusive. So yeah. like. I'm sure you don't want, you know, just Brita mm-hmm. taking the entire load for another year. So. Right, and I wanted to throw in there, you could also do something. I mean, you could put two of them on the field at once and then – Yeah. Because they're, mis- they're mismatches. One, because yeah. of their athleticism and their size makes them just yeah. kind of tricky to cover. So you put two of them out there, mm-hmm. and you could send one of them out wide or both in the back. So you could do – there's a lot you can yeah. do with them. Yeah. So, no. so it'll – It definitely can bring a different dimension to the offense. I mean yeah. – you you see yeah. how the Bears use Tariq Cohen. I mean, 
yeah, Coleman and Breda. Yeah. You could see Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. He's a smart. He's a smart offensive mind. I mean, yeah. I mean, my my only thing is now they're paying a lot of money to the running back position, and <laughs> yeah, there's nobody different on that. Like they don't have a they don't have like a power goal lineback or anything. Right. Like it's just it's, it's just three clones. Yeah, it's three like hit or miss player. Not like like big play like. You know yeah. what I mean? Not hit or miss yeah. in terms of like talent, but hit or miss in terms of play production. Yeah, they're kind of like boomer bust yeah, plays. They're, like, yeah, they're, they're either going to take it to the house, or they're going to be like, oh, there's two yards. Yeah, so they got a lot of money tied up now in three of three running backs that are pretty much the same, and now they also have some money tied up into a Quan Alexander. Yeah, this is where I'm going to go off. Yeah, I'm going to let you kind of go on this one for a little bit here, real quick. Okay, I don't understand. John Lynch has been he's been decent. He's he's definitely had some misses. He's had he's had some good things, but he's he's had his misses, mm-hmm. and like he is tying up a lot of money. Like he is burning through this cap money that Quan the Niners Al- have. Yeah, well, Quan Alexander's fast. contract uh, puts the Ray the Ray Lewis contract from 2002 to shame. Just yeah. saying. Well, it's yeah, it's 54 million <laughs> with 27 guaranteed. Uh, this is a guy who's he's only 24, so he is young. Yeah. Um, at the same time, he hasn't. He's only played one full 16 game mm-hmm. season at a linebacker. I mean, I'm going to be honest that this is sounding like Sean Lee to me, a- oh, except yeah. he's not even as talented as Sean Lee because, uh, guess what? Uh, according to pro football focus since 2011, only nine players in the NFL have over 50 missed tackles. Quan Alexander has 78. That's what's up. Mind you again, only played one full 16 game season. That's what's up, dude. Yeah. That's talent. Yeah, that's sure. fifty-four million dollars right there. Mm-hmm. But that yeah. goes back to the free agent market. That is ridiculous. But yeah. we're dropping that conversation. I mean, Sorry, even, I had to throw even it out there. Just just going into the the whole uh, pro football focus. They they rank all the inside linebackers. Um, he ranked in twenty fifteen ninety ninth out of one hundred and three. In twenty sixteen, he had a good year. In twenty sixteen, he ranked thirty fourth out of ninety nine. In 2017, he ranked 45th out of 100. And then in 2018, he ranked 66th out of 96. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that signing is supposed to be. I don't, like, especially, like, he's not. He paid $54 million for, like, your middle-of-the-road linebacker. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't understand. I, he was also not a guy I was very familiar with before he signed. Yeah, no, I know. And, like, he wasn't a guy who I would have thought. Right? Yeah. yeah. He's not a guy who I would have thought would have gotten a ton of money. Also, the Bucks defense was terrible. Yeah. Granted, I'm not going to put that on one guy. No, I know. But, but still, like. I just, I don't, he, it he doesn't, it's he a head scratcher. Yeah, I don't understand how you're going to make a dude the highest paid player at his position. Because when they when he signed this deal, he he became the yeah, highest. Yeah, and then CJ it got Mosley. yeah, it got eclipsed by Mosley. Um, yeah, I don't get it. I don't I don't understand why or how you do it. I feel also, like you could have drafted a better talent. Also, this is literally a guy coming off a torn ACL, mm-hmm. so it's not even. I don't even know if he's going to be able to play at the beginning of the season. It's also yeah, it's like just a weird. Also, like we were talking about earlier, like you know, we were saying Tyrell Matthews since since he'd. Uh, had his injury, he has not been the same explosiveness. Yeah, you know, it's po- you, you lose a step sometimes. Oh, you you absolutely do. I just, it's I keep saying it's it's a head scratcher because I don't really know like what kind of what does he bring to the defense. 
I don't know. I like, mean, that's the thing. I, I don't will, know what I don't know what they, it is he brings to the they, defense. They, he just is kind of yeah. a body to put out there to hit yeah. the eleven man personnel mark. You know. Yeah, I mean they so did they did need a linebacker. I, they but, could, I think they could have drafted one. Yeah, I I'm sure they could have found somebody who's ballpark as good as him for way less money in free agency too. Yeah, yeah. And I don't I don't understand. I don't that. know what their pick situation is, but are you? I mean, if you're if you have a need at linebacker, would you not invest a second round pick in a good one? I would. That's what, they, that's, that's what like, they did with Fred Warner. I don't, I I don't want to rip Warner the guy. Like, congr- good for him. Third. He got his big contract. I just don't know why. I, yeah, I don't like, looking looking at his production as a player and like how he's been as a linebacker. I just don't know why he got that money. Yep, yeah, I don't know either. That, that that's was a dumb that's signing. the that's the thing to me. I just I look at it. And I'm like, it's not. It doesn't translate. But once yeah. again, this goes back to the crazy free agent market, which yeah. I'm going. I've clearly yeah. been beating like a dead horse yeah. at the moment. But that's just. Yeah, no, but I just want to highlight this because this was like, like Lynch has been, I think, and there's even like the article on Bleach Report and stuff. He's like, he's been too aggressive. He's mm-hmm. been too much like, oh, it's free agency and I have all this money. I need to spend it. Right. Like, here, here, come, come play for us. Like, I think he's been over the top aggressive. I think you need to take it out of yeah. the Patriots playbook he, and like take a step back. And was like, this is the offseason where I have to put this team above the whatever standard. Yeah. You know, they, well, like, I, this is the offseason where yeah. I put them into the playoff conversation. And yeah, well, I, and I do think they have to because I do think that, unfortunately, because Jed York is an idiot, <laughs> I think Jed York is kind of like, hey, guys, if you don't make the playoffs this year, you're getting fired. So I think yeah. there is he's pressure on them to be well. But he's doing it well. with this contract to a fault. Otherwise, I would yeah. say for the most part, he's been very – I think he's had a very good free agency – yeah, I think the one, D, I think the D what, Ford. Yeah. Oh no, they gave up their second round pick for D Ford, so yeah, I don't which, think they have one this year. Do they? I don't think they have one in this I draft. I think now. they have another. So one. So if they have two, then I still think they draft yeah. someone to play linebacker instead of sign Quan Alexander to that money. But yeah, I mean, I, I will credit him. The D Ford trade was a good one. That, no, that's definitely a good one. That's definitely a good he one. Had, D Ford was coming off thirteen and a half sacks last year. Yeah, I mean, he he was also the guy who had the uh, horrible yeah. offsides lineup, but whatever. Yeah. Well, he also, other than uh, he led the NFL in uh, forced turnovers. Oh, that I, he, I didn't know that stat. He, he had, so he forced, so this is directly attributed to him either pressuring the quarterback and then throwing an interception or mm-hmm. him forcing a fumble. He had 10 and Khalil Mack had eight. Yeah. Those were your two leaders for the season. So, oh, like, nice. he, he's almost like Mack. Mack where he goes after. Yeah. No, that's good. He goes after the that's turnover. A, that's a good move. I just think yeah. the Quan Alexander one's a little yeah. weird, and the Tevin Coleman one might have been a little unnecessary. Yeah, and like I'm also putting this with him last year, like some of the moves he's made. Um, I mean, the Richard Sherman was an awful, yeah, little bit of an overpay for how he played last year. Yeah. He's also getting older. You know, obviously the first pick didn't go so well. <laughs> you know, but it's not awful. I just, I'm just. Think he's being a little bit overly aggressive in free agency. To a agency. fault, he's almost outplaying himself. Yeah, in a way, outbidding himself. But I mean, we'll see how it all works out from him or for them. But we'll we'll wrap up the extensive free agent coverage there. You know, we gotta we gotta get into our quick hits. It's your turn. Well, my turn to ask you. So they get to come at you this week. So um, we'll just kick it off right now. So unfortunately, uh. This is an NFL question, but so I want to ask you, which NFL team right now has the best overall talent on their roster? Ooh, 
best talent. And this is whole roster, not just not just one side of the ball. Whole roster. Oh boy. Oh man. <laughs> A lot of changes happened, so I figured this was a good yeah, one. Yeah, there's a lot of changes. A lot of it's also this whole because I because like I think the Bears probably have the most most talent for defense. Oh yeah, I was going to say for Bears defense but, definitely, but, but, but then the like, offense. But when you is count the offense, then it then it's kind of like oh well, ah, uh, it's a good also like because like the Patriots ha- are just good. But I also feel like if you're just going straight up evaluating like all their guys just talent wise, yeah, they they're not the best. Up, right. Like, like they're greater. The what would you say about the Browns now? They're inter- Yeah, they're I. They're up there. I don't know if it's it's a tough it's a tough question. I. Yeah, Here, I kind of you know, also I want to see like what the Rams because who the Rams end up losing because the Rams also have a ridiculous amount of mm-hmm. talent. My answer was going to be the Rams. Okay, that was that was who that I was, was thinking. Fair. But if you want, I can make it a little easier on you. I'll go well, each side of the ball. Best overall talent on defense and offense. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll answer the first one for I. I think I'm going to go Chargers for for overall talent. As a team, as a team, Ooh, didn't see. I'll be honest, didn't see that one coming. Because I think the Chargers have a ridiculous amount of talent on that defense. Mm-hmm. And they have an underrated offense, for and they sure. have an underrated offense. Like they have, they have legit. Their wide receiving core is good and it's deep. Keenan Allen's a yeah, he's a pretty. He's and, a stud, and they're they're deep. Like they have yeah. second and third receivers that are that Mike probably Williams, be, yeah. Uh, What's his Travis? Uh, I forget all the names. Benjamin, yeah. right? Yeah, Travis Benjamin. And then Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams, yeah. And then like, they have Melvin Gordon. Yeah, yeah. so they, they also Austin have the Eckler. running back. I mean, yeah. it goes on. Yeah, so that that's – and the, the Austin O-line. Hooper. Yeah, and the O-line was really good last year mm-hmm. too. Yeah, so, I didn't even think of the yeah. Chargers. I think the Chargers low-key take it. I think I'm going to go – if I'm going overall talent, I think I'm going to go Chargers. Okay. All right. Then Picking, you don't have to answer the – the adjusted question. Okay. We'll go with Chargers then. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Another one, another football question coming at you. Um, so we saw the Jaguars went out and they got Nick Foles. So I want to – where where do you think they now – their next – like your prediction for them next season? Do you think they're back in the playoffs? Do you think they, they're competing for their division again? Oh, that's good. Um, let's see. They're in the AFC South, so they got the Texans and the Colts. Mm-hmm. That and is, the Titans. That is, is a little tough. And the Titans – um, That's not as bad of a division anymore. No, it's actually a pretty loaded division, especially Mariota finally got help. And yeah, Humphreys. they all have their – each team has their own strengths. I think it's, it's – decent. I don't know if I'd say um, loaded. It's balanced for sure now. Well, I will say uh, the Texans lost, like, all four members of their secondary. Oof. Because they lost two guys to to uh, Denver, and then they Matthew. lost Matthew. And yeah. then, yeah, so they, they lost – they lost a lot of town in that secondary, which I think does hurt. Um, yeah, the Colts are also up and coming. I think. I mean, I'm gonna say they're definitely in the in the running for that division. Yeah. Because I, I think that I think the defense is gonna play much better now that the offense should hopefully be pretty solid. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say they make the playoffs. I I think two teams. I think mm-hmm. almost. I, I see them as two, a wild card. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm gonna say. I I could. See, I honestly, I think two teams are making the division from the AFC South. Two Make, teams are making the playoffs yeah. from the AFC division, South yeah, division. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I definitely think, yeah, it's those three teams that are in it, and I think, I think reasonably, I think 
the I think the I think the Jaguars probably make it as a wild card. I don't know how far they go mm-hmm. in the playoffs, but I I would say I think the the Jaguars make, make you, the yeah. Wild you card. see them back in it now. Yeah, yeah. I mean everyone I'll agree, I me included. And I would say you included. We all kind of thought they're a quarterback away. Yeah. So I think they're definitely back in the playoff conversation. Probably more wild card, mm-hmm. but still. We'll see, I, we'll see what happens. That division's hard. Yeah, I'm 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 picking them as a wild card contender. I I'm not going to say also, they're a shoe in. They do in, get but, an easier schedule. Oh yeah, because they were. That's true. They so there, I, I could see them in back in the or back in the wild card conversation. Maybe winning the division. We'll have to see what the Colts and Texans and Titans yeah. do. And I then think, I think they'll be in contention for the division. At yeah, least. that's a, that division is a coin flip. Honestly. Yeah, it's all pretty solid. Yeah, and then finally we'll move out of the. Uh, NFL talk for this last one. It's a fun one, but it's also, I think you put yourself in the mind of like trying to be a GM or like your prospects okay. as a GM. So, oh boy, you are you are in charge of leading the rebuild of one of these four teams: the Phoenix Suns, oh Cleveland boy. Cavaliers, New York Knicks, or the Chicago Bulls. Which team are you oh picking and why? Boy. Uh, so I have the Bulls, Knicks, the Suns, and what was the other one? Cavaliers. The Cavaliers. We'll get yeah. we'll give a get a quick NBA thing in here. You know what I I'm mean? I'm gonna I'm gonna discount the Cavs because other than LeBron, no free agents want to go there. Mm-hmm. So that's just and also dealing with the owner is not fun. So I'm discounting. Uh, I think if anybody was was following Beards Bros on Twitter, I, I kind of did go off on James Dolan. Okay. There, there's no way I would want to work with that man. Yeah. I I So also getting rid of Porzingis was just stupid. Mm-hmm. If I'm going if, – if they still had Porzingis, it would make me hesitate. But the fact they got rid of Porzingis, no. I don't want any part of that. I don't yeah. want to deal with Dolan. So you're down to the Suns or the Bulls? Down to the Suns or the Bulls. <sighs> Both those are interesting. Uh, I I think I'd choose the Suns. Yeah. Because I like Booker. I like some of the pieces there. Also, Chicago fan base can be ruthless. Oh, and they're yeah, not gonna. Me, they're dude. not gonna. They're not gonna be fans of a you're rebuild. Me. You know, the Suns. You just cannot get to be there. It's warm and sunny. You know, there's not crazy state taxes. I feel like it'd be fairly easy to get. You know, guys to come play there. Or yeah. So, I'm gonna say the Suns. For me, I was picking the Bulls mostly because I would like, as you know, how I feel about the Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> so I would want to be the guy who's in control of that rebuild because I personally disagree with almost everything that they've been yep. doing. I yeah. do like Laurie Markkinen a lot, and I might be a little bit more optimistic about Zach Levine than other people are, and Chris Dunn more than other people are. Yeah, so I, I think Zach Levine's Derek Rose 2.0. I know you do, and I <laughs> he very well could be, but I just I I might be a little bit more optimistic than I should be with him. But I just I like the pieces in the Bulls. I like I like individual players on the Bulls. I just yeah. don't like the upper management of the organization. So I would like to be the one who changes all of that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I was my, going with the yeah. Bulls. My reason is just yeah, the Bulls are solid. It's just I like Booker better as a mm-hmm. piece, and then also they have some decent wings. Yeah, and so I think like all like, if they end up getting like a Zion Williamson, if they are able to get him in the draft, no, nah, dude, Bulls are tanking for him. Well, so 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 are the Suns. I know. I know. So I was just half joking. Yeah. So I mean, also the, the Bulls have a lot of 
front court. So I don't know where Zion Williams fits yeah, in, even know. if they get him. That's that's a difficult Heck fit. If I know, dude. I the, the Suns, it actually makes sense, like yeah. where he would fit in with the Suns. So I, I, yeah, I'm picking Suns. Fair enough. Yeah, those those are my quick hits for you. Okay, well that means uh, we are on to my favorite part of the podcast. Yeah, the we're end. gonna wrap it all up. Our uh, weekly running talk here. Cole takes talk. the lead on these. So, yep. So this week, uh, this weekend actually in Birmingham, Alabama, same place where we were. Uh, You're kidding! I didn't know that. No, you you didn't know that. No, I didn't know we, that. We were all talking about this because we, some of us were joking that we should skip the meet to go watch go watch NCAs. You're kidding me! I did not know. Yeah. I did not know that. Oh man, that that's pretty cool. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interject. Yeah, no. So Grant Holloway, who is a sprinter, jumper, all around athlete for uh, the Florida Gators. Ended up uh, scoring 27.5 points, which I, I do have to give a shout-out to uh, Coach Bob. Coach Bob came to me and the other coaches uh, mm-hmm. prior to the meet and said, does Grant Holloway, I'm setting the over-under at 27.5. Does he go over or under? I picked the under. The other coaches picked the over. And uh, lo and behold, Coach Bob was right on the money with that 27.5 yeah. points. Uh, so another impressive Coach Bob. Uh, he once called a, it once again, Coach Bob, brilliant mind over there. NFL Network, give him a job so we can sponsor the show. Yeah. Um, no, but so uh, flow track, let him admin <laughs> Twitter page. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, so then, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what Grant Holloway did. So first out, the first thing he did, he went out and he did long jump, which mm-hmm. he took third place in. Pretty impressive. Right. You're nationally took third place in the long jump. Okay. Yeah, Grant Holloway wasn't done with third place in the long jump. He then went in the prelim of his 60-meter hurdle, set his own collegiate record. Uh, he broke his own collegiate, run- running collegiate record running a 7.42. So, you know, everybody's like, oh, dang, he, like, went hard in the prelims. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, and he, then? He, he, wa- he wasn't done. He comes back in the finals. To win it, win his NCAA title uh, in a 7.35, which is not only the American record, but it's also the third all-time fastest time ever recorded in the history of the world. So, yeah, that's impressive. And then, uh, again, not done. He goes out in the 60-meter dash and runs a 6.50. Which puts him number eight all time collegiately. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, impressive, and that's after you know. This is all in one day, right? Um, two days. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, two days because he he jumped and did prelims in day one, and then day two, he ran his collegiate record. So after his collegiate record, he then went and ran the 60 meter dash. So everything else he did in day two. Yeah. Okay. Here yeah. We go. He's the first person in 19 years to win both the 60 hurdles and the 60 meter dash. So that that's Jeez. a difficult thing to do. Yeah. Most people can't do both. Obviously. Um. Then also he he you know what wasn't done he goes out and he runs a uh, 46 flat 400 split for the four by four for Florida. So they take third as a team, which gives him his 27 and a half points in an all around dominating performance. indoor performance. Yeah. That uh I mean, is impressive. Have a day, Grant Holloway. My goodness. Yep. I yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. I'm, oh my gosh, I couldn't even imagine if I if I could run a forty six. Uh, yeah. Well, sheesh. and he did that. He did that forty six after setting an American record. <laughs> I yeah. Well, I'm not setting any American <laughs> records anytime soon. But no, no. that's in, that's crazy. That's an un, that's an incredible performance, Coach Bob, with the incredible prediction. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't believe me and Coach Bob sat there laughing. I couldn't. I couldn't believe that he nailed it perfectly with the 27 yeah, and a half well, points. Know, man of many talents, Grant Holloway and Coach Bob. And Coach Bob, yep. So, yeah, that was that was, uh, that's that was impre- the running wow, story that's for the impressive. week. That's impressive. Yeah. Good for him. Mm-hmm. That is, it is definitely dominant. Oh, oh yeah, and, without uh, a doubt, dominant. I, I kind of want to see what events he ends up doing outdoor yeah. and how that ends up going. He could uh, he could score some major points. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, wow. Good. I mean, good good conversation to wrap it up on. Mm-hmm. Dominant performance there for Grant Holloway, paying mm-hmm. tribute or giving a shout out to the runners out there because we they have to get enough credit or enough love. So yep, got to definitely uh, give him credit where credit is due. So respect Grant Holloway. Congrats mm-hmm. on the performance. Very impressive. Yeah. That'll be it for us then here. Yep. Make sure you uh, you go on Twitter and you follow us at Beards Bros. And then uh, go ahead and give us a like on the Facebook page. I know Mills is going crazy with the uh, the memes. And yeah. then I've been uh, I've been doing my best on Twitter, making sure I, I blow best. up Mills. My goodness. <laughs> Mills my, phone, phone. my phone blows up now. You got to dial it back just a tad. Just hey, a tad. Hey, I'm getting like. 300 400 uh reach on all all those posts so that, that's Dang. why I keep doing it. I we, know. We got to get that I'm on kind our of podcast proud of links now. I know. Yeah. Share the pod just, like share yeah. the podcast please, you know, spread the word for us if you don't mind. Yeah, we would really appreciate it. Yeah, that'd be cool of you. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll uh, throw in a prize for you guys if you do it. Yeah. Also, if you uh, have any ideas for the podcast or any questions you would like us to answer, go, feel free to tweet at us or tweet at us, message, message us on, on Facebook. Facebook. We'll also we we'll also we're gonna add we're working on the idea of adding some Friday videos to our Facebook and Twitter. You know, yep, that's yep. currently something that's in the works. So if you have any suggestions there, we're always we're always listening. You know, feel free let us know whatever's on your mind. Mm-hmm. We're happy to hear it, and you know, thanks for listening. Yep. So take it easy, guys. All right. Talk to you guys later.